Hello, and welcome back to Overbooked, a podcast for stories. I am your host, Caroline Hansen. This week's book was seriously so good, and I still cannot get over how much I love this book and cannot wait to talk about it for the next however long. Today's episode is number 13, which is my lucky number, so I have a good feeling about this one. Next week's episode will be on the Thursday Murder Club. I feel like I've mentioned this book so many times now, so it will be fun to finally dive into it with all of you. Like seriously, this book or the series is one of my absolute favorite. There's three books out right now, and the fourth book actually comes out September 19th, and I highly recommend reading the whole entire series. Um, With that being said, though, let's just go ahead and let's dive into this week's book, which is Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter. Okay, our first character is Libby slash Liz. She goes by both. And for her, I cast Sadie Sink. So it was actually hard for me because she's a redhead, but I wasn't sure if I could like find one that fit her super well. But ultimately, I feel like Sadie Sink is a good fit. A lot of people on TikTok were casting Belly from the summer I turned pretty, but honestly, I don't see it and I just don't think it's a good fit at all. So I have to disagree with that one. And I went with Sadie Sink. Libby, our leading lady, is a hopeless romantic. She pretty much dresses like Emma Roberts and Nancy Drew, but with like a dash of cottagecore, more like Gen Z twist on it. She's like always dressed in dresses, Mary Janes, and like knee-high socks. She also has a cat named Mr. Fitzpervert, which is adorable and weird, and I love it. Her mother was killed by a drunk driver in the fifth grade, and her father remarried about a year later. Her stepmom is Helena, and she's described as like a blonde Lorelai Gilmore, and she's awesome. We love her. Next, we have Wes Bennett, who I cast is Felix Millard, which, oh, is it Mallard? Felix Mallard? Millard? He's Australian, so I'm actually not sure. Um, He's from, he's Marcus from Ginny in Georgia. I thought it was like the best fit for me. I don't, I didn't see anyone else cast him on TikTok, but I don't know. That's just who I was picturing in my head while reading this. But Wes is Libby's neighbor and he's like a classic bad boy, like always doing pranks growing up, always getting in trouble. He, I feel like he dresses more like kind of like a skater boy, but he's a jock and like pretty popular and very, very good at baseball. He's a part of, like I said, the popular crowd, which Liz is definitely not. I should mention, they're not just like neighbors, they're next door neighbors. Next, we have Jocelyn slash Joss, and I cast her as Madison Bailey. She is Liz's best friend. Kate and Cassidy are their other two friends, but they are like barely even mentioned in the book. So I didn't really feel the need to cast them because I don't even think that they like even spoke at any time during this whole entire book, but they are there. Joss was a popular jock for a while, but then she quit volleyball, and then her and Liz became best friends their sophomore year. She was also neighbors with Wes and Liz growing up, and then also Michael, who was our next character. So we have Michael Young, and I cast him as Cooper Van Grutel. He plays Nate in um, One of Us is Lying, which is the TV adaptation of the book by Karen McManus. I absolutely love that series. Honestly, I love anything that Karen McManus writes. I know she's YA, but anything thriller, murder, mystery, I'm there. And I think her stuff is really good. And you can just like honestly read it in one sitting. Anyways, Michael is Liz's childhood crush. He is a blonde cutie and also a popular jock. 
He was Wes and Liz's neighbor before his family moved to Texas, right before Liz's mom passed away. And then his family just moved back to town at the very end of his senior year, which is pretty cruel, but whatever. And last, we have Lainey Morgan. I didn't cast her, but I felt the need to mention her. She is like a blonde hair, blue-eyed beauty, super popular. She's like on like the dance team. Liz is not a fan of her, mainly because uh, Lainey and her mom have like a super great relationship. And honestly, it's more like she's just jealous of her um, because she doesn't actually do anything like rude to her, <laughs> I don't feel like. But I felt the need to mention her before we dive into the story. And then our setting is Omaha, Nebraska good old Omaha. There's not really like any major places. I should mention like Liz works in a bookstore. So we'll have that setting. They go to like the mall. They go to like a high school basketball game, the prom, but a lot of it takes place like in Wes and Liz's neighborhood. So, okay. The plot, the book prologue tells us about Libby's mother who loved rom-coms. The two would watch them together all the time before she passed away. The number one lesson she learned from all of them is that you never choose the bad boy. It's present day and Libby is leaving for school. Wes had plastered a parking ticket on her car, the same one he received yesterday when Libby called his car in for being in a shared spot for more than three days. They have like this weird parking spot battle that's going, been going on for like ever and there's no clear winner yet. Liz heads to school and little does she know it's going to be a big day. Michael Young, the Michael Young, has moved back from Texas, and prom is right around the corner. The timing was perfect. That is until Joss tells her that Michael and Lainey have already been talking for a few weeks now. Liz decides to strike up a deal with Wes since him and Michael are still friends. Wes will bring Liz along to his friend's party this weekend that Michael will be at, and then Wes will get the parking spot for a whole entire week. At this point, Liz recalls a memory a year after her mom passed away. Her dad's new wife, Helena, had donated Liz's mom's entire rom-com DVD collection, and she was devastated. Liz went to the donation center on her bike to find out that she was $6 short to buy it back. She went home, and she's just like crying in her front yard, and Wes saw her, and he came out. She told him what happened, and then he gave her $6 to buy it back. So she's kind of like already reminded like, oh, maybe Wes can do good things. He's doing this favor for me, and then he also did that thing for me when we were kids. So... She's like already getting that memory back of Wes actually being nice. But in her mind, she is like already labeled him as mean and like a bad kid, basically. At this point, honestly, I'm already like 100% team Wes. And in this moment, that's when I decided that Wes was going to be Marcus from Ginny and Georgia. I just pictured it so clearly. I don't know why, but that's when it hit me. It's the night of the party and Wes and Liz drive over together. He is seriously so cute and I don't understand how Liz is not in love with him. Wes, Liz, and Michael are all talking and it's going great. Michael asks Liz if she just got off work because she has like really weird style, like I said, and she's kind of dressed like a waitress. So um, she lies and says that she works at a diner and Wes goes along with it. He totally had her back in that moment and it was hilarious. Wes leaves for a bit and Liz tells Michael she had a huge crush on him when they were kids. And before he can like even say anything back to her, this girl named Ash vomits all over Liz. Wes jumps in right away, taking Liz to a bathroom to get cleaned up and then grabs her extra clothes from his car, like a baggy t-shirt and sweatpants. We learn at this moment that Liz has some daisies tattooed on her hip in honor of her mom, which is really sweet. Wes sees her in his clothes and you can tell that he like weirdly likes it. And then he announces to his friends that he's taking Liz home. 
Liz asks Wes if Michael talked about her while she was gone, and he informs her that Michael still thinks of her as little Liz. Like, doesn't think of her as, like, I don't know, like, a hot high school girl. He kind of thinks of her still as, like, this childhood Liz version, and she's not really happy to to hear that. Wes tried to talk her up, but it kind of turned into Michael thinking that Wes just liked Liz himself. But Wes has a plan. There are two weeks until prom, so it's a short timeline to work with. Wes will pretend to be into Liz, but she won't be into him. At the same time, Wes will talk Liz up to Michael. Then after one week, Wes will tell Michael he is over Liz and that he should go for her. He's basically going to make her look like desired. And if he gets Michael to ask her to prom, then Wes gets the parking spot forever. The next day, Liz is working her shift at the bookstore. Wes comes in and invites her to come to a basketball game with him and Michael and some of his other friends that night. It'll be a good chance to mingle with Michael. He does note that her usual outfits won't work, though. Like I said before, she wears, like, dresses and Mary Janes most days. Wes offers to take her to the mall to help her find some outfit options. He picks her out an outfit, and then he actually buys her a pair of these, like, white chucks while she's, like, in the dressing room. And it's really cute. They run into Joss at the mall, and they come up with a lame excuse as to why they're there because Joss has zero idea about her Michael scheme. Joss thinks, I don't know, she like thinks Liz's hopeless romantic side is like really lame and that if Michael likes her, he'll just like her. So she like can't tell Joss about the scheme, but also she can. She's just choosing not to and being a bad friend if we're being honest. Their mall trip is successful and on their drive back, Liz tells Wes that her and her mom used to make soundtracks for everything they did and Liz actually still does this. Wes asks if she's making a soundtrack for her and Michael, and she has to admit that she is, even though it's kind of embarrassing. He then tells her that they need a soundtrack then. Wes drops Liz off, and he tells her that he will pick her up at 5 o'clock. Everyone is piled into the minivan and headed to the game. Unfortunately, they are also giving Lainey a ride. Josh showed up to Liz's house right before she was leaving, and she can tell Liz is up to something. Liz has been, like I said, a bad friend since this all started, and now Joss has to learn about the party she went to with Wes for, like, some kids in her class. And she's kind of like, why didn't you just tell me you went to a party with Wes? Like, why couldn't you tell me that? Liz basically has some major fixing to do there. Uh, It's like my biggest pet peeve throughout this book, how she's a bad friend to Joss, if I'm being honest. During halftime, the boys are playing a scrimmage, like, in the second gym, like, the practice gym, and things are amazing. Liz is like having so much fun watching them and she's like creating this playlist while they're all playing and getting really, really into it. And she's honestly having like the funnest time. Um, They're done with the scrimmage and they're all just kind of like passing the ball around. And Liz asks Michael about prom. And right when he's about to respond, a basketball comes flying at her face and she has blood pouring all over her new outfit. The two times she's had a moment with Michael, she's either had vomit or blood on her at this point. Wes goes right into hero mode, ripping the shirt off of his back and pressing it into her nose. And honestly, her nose is like really bad. He calms her down and takes her to the ER, which is luckily just down the street. So they walk there together. And it's not lost on Liz that Michael should be the one helping her, not Wes. Wes tells Liz that she is horrible at reading signals right when her dad and Helena get to the hospital. And he says bye and leaves. Michael texts Liz to see how she's doing. And well, he's like a horrible texter. And he, like, doesn't really, like, text back conversation openings. And they're just, like, not really vibing over text. So Liz calls Wes and he tells her that Michael said he liked her new look and could see why she's so popular. 
which is like honestly not cool because that means he didn't like what she like wore before and i officially am like not team michael he's not bad but he's just he's no wes you know wes and liz talk for a while on the phone because they can talk for hours because conversation is just like so natural with them and wes asks what she likes to sing when she plays the piano and she says like anything adele they chat and when he says goodnight he tells her to add someone like you to the liz and wes playlist the next day, Liz is working when Michael comes in asking if they have a romance book he's looking for because he's a secret romance reader. He is there to ask Liz to give Wes a shot. He says that he's having people over at his house Wednesday night for a movie night and that she should come with Wes. And she says yes. Later that day, Liz goes for a run to the cemetery to chat with her mom's headstone. She runs like almost every day. People think that she's just running around the neighborhood, but secretly she picked up running as an excuse to get out of the house to go talk to her mom. She didn't want it to be like weird with her dad and Helena, so no one knows that she does this, but she does it like seriously every day. Wes takes her by surprise asking if she is talking to herself. She's like scared when she hears his voice and she's upset and runs away, but she like feels really bad about how she like rude she was to Wes because he like didn't know that she was talking to her mom. He just kind of saw her there. They both text each other apologizing for earlier she asks where he is and he says the secret area which is this like patch of forest behind wes's house where they played as kids and he dares her to sneak out and meet him there she goes out to meet him and is stunned to see twinkling lights chairs and a waterfall wes worked for a landscape company one summer and learned how to do it all himself wes apologizes to liz again for earlier he feels awful that he made her cry and her stomach flutters he tells her a story about her mom making him feel better after getting hurt while playing outside. And Liz is like beaming the whole entire time listening to Wes talk about her mom. They then light up some cherry flavored gas station cigars. The next morning, Liz is going dress shopping with Joss and her mom, and she extends an invite to Helena. Helena is insanely happy, and Liz is also really happy she invited her. Helena tells Liz that she knows she snuck out to meet Wes, and she's super cool about it. She then tells Helena everything that has happened with their, with like her and Michael and their whole entire plan. And she hasn't told anyone, not even Joss. So this is like really huge. Helena tells her the universe has been trying to tell her that Michael is not for her, like with all the vomit and the blood. They start shopping for dresses and Liz is texting Wes the whole entire time. And Joss tells Liz that she like likes Wes. Wes texts Liz and asks who she's going to prom with. She texts back saying she's going with Joss but that Joss would understand if someone she cared about asked her, which is actually a lie because Joss would be totally pissed. Liz remembers Wes saying green and white were her colors when they were shopping. So she tries on the only white dress and of course it looks like it was made for her. It is a bunch of wildflowers at the bottom of the skirt and it honestly sounds stunning, especially with her red hair. And it has pockets. Liz sends a picture to Wes and he says that she needs to buy that dress and that Michael will love it. The next night, Liz goes over to Wes's fire pit for some s'mores and to watch a meteor shower. He asks her about her plans for next year, and she tells him she's going to UCLA for the musicology program. Basically, she wants to make soundtracks. Wes thinks it's amazing and perfect for her. Wes has been offered a few different baseball scholarships, but the season isn't over yet, so he's still undecided. And Liz like didn't know how good he was at baseball and is like super impressed to hear this. Next thing they know, Liz's dad is wandering over asking what they're doing. And they're like, oh, we're watching a meteor shower. And he just sits down and starts making a s'more. Like, it's actually hilarious, but he's totally ruining the moment. 
The next night is Michael's movie night, and Wes and Liz go to a burger place for dinner beforehand. There is that classic trope of a cute small girl who can scarf down an insane amount of food, but of course she's still just small and petite. He tells her it's been fun being pretend friends for the last week. Their plan is to end their fake flirtation tonight so Michael will feel that it's okay to ask Liz out. Liz thought that they had actually become friends this last week, so she's definitely sad to hear him say pretend friends. She thought they were actual friends. They get to the movie night and Ash, the girl who puked on Liz, Lainey, and Alex, a girl that Liz knows for a fact likes Wes, are there, along with Michael, Adam, and Noah. And Adam and Noah were also at that basketball game with them. They start the movie and Liz and Wes are sitting by each other. They have a cute eye contact moment and then it happens. Liz realizes that she likes Wes, not Michael. Wes wanders off with Alex and Liz is stressing. Michael tells her that his dad has a soundproof music room upstairs with a grand piano and he takes her upstairs to play it. She plays Someone Like You by Adele and like everyone else can hear it because they came upstairs and everyone's like very impressed. He tells her that Wes told him that they are just friends and that he is going to go for Alex and her heart breaks a bit. She can tell that something has clicked in Michael's mind though and he's looking at her differently than before. Luckily, Adam pops his head in and says they're starting a game. After the game, it's time for Wes and Liz to leave, and the weather is bad. So bad that they almost slide into a car, and then they go down an embankment instead. Wes's calmness keeps them from driving into a tree, though. Wes calls his dad for a tow, and they wait in the car for him. Liz's adrenaline is going, and she kisses Wes. And oh boy, does he kiss her back. They make out for a while until Wes's dad gets there. Wes's dad takes them home and they tell each other they had a great night. Liz goes inside and tells Helena everything and then stays up texting Joss about Wes. She doesn't tell her about like their plan or the kiss, just that she admits to Joss that she does like him. She then spends the rest of the night making a Liz and Wes playlist. The next day at school, Liz cannot wait to see Wes. Liz has worn this like cute owl dress to school and Wes texted her telling her she looked really cute in it. At lunch, Liz and Joss see a crowd in the parking lot, and they wander over to see what's going on, wondering if it's like a fight or something. And they see these big block letters with Liz's name spelled out, and Michael standing there asking Liz to prom. Like, are you kidding me? Liz looks around and makes eye contact with Wes. He looks away, and Alex grabs his arm, pulling him towards her. Wes then whistles at Michael and Liz and gives them a thumbs up. Liz has officially been rejected. Michael mentions their convo in his dad's music room during their promposal, and Joss hears that. She asks Liz about it, and Liz has to come clean about her and Wes's scheme, and Joss is pissed. They are no longer talking. Liz gets home from school and then has a fight with Helena. A few hours later, she goes on a run to talk to her mom, but finds Helena there. Helena wanted to ask her mom advice on how to deal with her, and Liz, like, emotionally explodes on Helena, being like, why do you have to, like, take over my my mom's, like, you know, her job? Like, she was the one to take me prom dress shopping. She's the one I should be talking to. Like, you can't replace her, that kind of stuff, you know? The classic stuff. She runs away and then encounters Wes as he's getting out of his car. She stupidly thanks him for helping her get Michael, and he tells her it must be nice to get everything she's ever wanted. And that he's asking Alex to prom. They fight pretty badly. He calls her out for acting like her mom and never being her real self. And she tells him to forget about everything that happened and just to go back to their normal lives. The next week flies by. And before Liz knows it, it's prom day. 
and she gets ready alone since Joss still isn't talking to her and Helena is out for the day. She sees Wes leave his house in his tux and she feels sick. Liz and Michael head to dinner and they chat about Lainey for a second and now he doesn't have time to figure out what she wants. She knows Michael likes Lainey and she feels bad about taking Michael away from her. Lainey's at the same restaurant as them and comes over to say hi. After Lainey walks away, Michael tells Liz that she volunteers at the annual shelter every weekend and is going on a mission trip this summer. Turns out Liz also had misjudged Lainey, not just Wes. Liz decides to tell Michael everything about her and Wes's plan, and honestly, they're both like dying laughing over it. Liz goes to the bathroom and runs into Lainey. They have like a sweet moment, and Liz tells Lainey that Michael likes her and that her and Michael are just friends. Lainey's face lights up and she tells Liz she's pretty cool. They get to prom and mingle for a while and then Liz tells Michael to go find Lainey. Liz wanders off and finds Joss in a stairwell and they make up. Joss also is not having a great time at prom and then Wes's friend Noah finds them and they all just like sit in the stairwell for like a freaking hour and just hang out and talk. They all decided to leave prom and they drop Liz off at home and then Joss and Noah head to an after party. Liz and Helena have a great moment when she gets home, and then Liz's dad joins them. She tells them that she blew her chances with Wes, and they tell her that Wes has been in love with her since they were freaking kids. He used to sit on the back porch and listen to her practice the piano. They also tell her that he's allowed to park in the driveway, and he has no reason to park on the street. Helena tells Liz that she needs to go big with her apology. This moment honestly made my heart like flutter, like the parking spot battle was fake, Like he already knew that she played the piano all the time because he's like secretly been listening to her for years. And honestly, it's just like the freaking cutest thing. It kills me. Liz burns a CD of the Liz and Wes playlist and makes some cute cover art for it. She puts it on his porch with a note to meet her out back. She's just chilling out back waiting for him until she hears a girl like giggle and then the name Wes. Wes and Alex were walking back to the back area when they ran into Liz. She lies and says her cat ran outside, and then when she was looking for him, she lost her penny. And then she says, I'm just going to like read this from the book and quote it because it's a lot easier. It's weird how sometimes there can be a penny that's like always there, and you think you don't need it, and that you don't even like it, right? Then you wake up one day and your eyes are open to just how amazing pennies are and how you hadn't noticed that before, right? I mean, they're like the best coins ever, as in better than all the other coins combined, but you weren't careful and you lost your penny and you just wish you can make your penny understand how much you regret not cherishing it, but it's too late because you lost it, you know? Alex then says, Liz, do you need to borrow some money? (laughs) Which is just like the best thing ever because Alex must just be so confused and it's really like the only reasonable question to ask. Liz finally leaves being like, all right, well, you guys have fun, I'm gonna go. And she gets into her car and heads to McDonald's. She's been driving around for like the last hour just crying and singing to her and Wes's playlist. She finally gets home and Wes has been waiting for her the whole entire time. And he knocks on her car window to tell her to get out. She tells him what she had to say doesn't matter anymore because he has Alex now. He says it doesn't matter because Alex isn't her. And he fell in love with her in the second grade when he first discovered he could turn her cheeks pink with just a word. And then he kisses her. Okay, a few months later, it's now September, and both Wes and Liz are getting ready to move across the country to attend UCLA. They both go to Liz's mom's grave to say goodbye, and then head off into the sunset in their U-Haul. All right, question part. Favorite part of the book, 
probably when Liz is shopping for a prom dress and is texting Wes the whole entire time. Just like that cute giddy feeling. It was just so adorable and relatable. And I just love how she was thinking of Wes the whole entire time instead of Michael. Least favorite part of the book. Probably any time Liz was mean to Helena or lied to Joss. Like how hard is it to just tell Joss what's going on? Joss was like the ultimate BFF, so that kind of like sucked. Also, I know it wouldn't make sense to show us the first two weeks of their relationship after prom, but like I needed more. Like they kiss and then it's like off to college. And I'm like, wait, what? I wanted like the rest of high school. Name of the book, did it fit or not? Loved the title of the book. Each chapter started off with a quote from like a famous rom-com. So the title made perfect sense. A couple of like the chapter covers were just because she likes the same bizarro crap you do doesn't mean she's your soulmate. 500 days of summer. Another one was, let me pull that. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love means slowly losing your mind. 27 dresses. So each chapter started off with like a cute rom-com quote like that. And it was really fun. It just makes perfect sense. Better than the movies. All like the famous movies, you know, it was really cute. Best surprise of the book. 100% when Liz's dad tells her that Wes has been in love with her since she was a kid and how he would sit outside and listen to her play the piano. Honestly, that's like the sweetest thing ever. Also, at one point in the car, Libby asks Wes for his phone password for like music, and he says 050421, which is freaking lib on like T9 word, I'm pretty sure. And it's also the date that the book came out. Shout out to Ember on TikTok for pointing that out to me. When it said the password in the book, I was like, okay, that has to be significant. So I looked up on TikTok and of course it was significant. Did I enjoy the writing? Yes, it was perfection. I honestly loved it. Like the inner dialogue was all like important and made sense and didn't feel like filler at all, which I think that was like my biggest bone to pick with like the Atlas Six. The inner dialogue was just so unnecessary and like filler. This was not like that at all. It was so enjoyable. And I actually loved being in Libby slash Liz's head the whole entire time. It was super fun. Loved it so much. If you like this book, I would recommend anything Lynn Painter or Emily Henry. Honestly, they're both so great. I'm listening to Happy Place right now and my heart is like already shattered. It's been awful, (laughs) but it's been so good at the same time. Lynn Painter is more YA than Emily Henry, um, but still really good. And honestly, it's not even like that YA because like there's a lot of like inappropriate words in here too. So I wouldn't say it's like, PG. It's for sure PG-13, but still YA. My overall rating for this book was a 9.5 out of 10. Honestly, I'm like considering giving it a 10 out of 10. I love this book so much. I can't get over it. So depending on the day, my rating might change. I absolutely loved reading and reviewing this book for you guys this week. Reminder that next week's episode will be on the Thursday Murder Club, and it is going to be epic. Like, honestly, we're going to be doing a very, very deep dive into this book because there's a lot of characters, a lot of details. It's a murder mystery, so you can't leave out anything. So it's going to be a long one. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you all next Thursday.